Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Nelson. Today, I am excited to kick off our series in Isaiah, and to do that, I have brought in a special guest with us today, Dr. John Wilsey. But before we hear from him, I just want to let you know a little bit of what our series in Isaiah is going to look like. So, we are not going to study verse by verse because that would take a little bit of time. Um, I might be dead by the time we finish this, so that's not a viable option. However, we are going to study through it, and we're going to do that chapter by chapter. Now, that's not to say we may not stop at individual verses. We may do that sometimes. However, for the most part, it's going to be a chapter by chapter breakdown of each text. So without any further ado, let's hear from Dr. Wilsey. Hello, this is John Wilsey, and I serve as Associate Professor of Church History and Philosophy at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And I am delighted to be joining uh, Daniel on this project of working through the book of Isaiah. Daniel has invited me to to say a few things about Isaiah to introduce uh, the book uh, to you as he begins to walk through uh, the book uh, and teach it. Uh, it's, it's been great to uh, work with Daniel on this project. Uh, Daniel and I go back a long way. I've known Daniel almost all of his life. Um, I served at First Baptist Church of Charlottesville, Virginia as, uh, as a youth pastor from uh, 2001 to 2004, and then again from 2006 through 2009, and then also as, uh, as, as a pastor of spiritual formation from 2009 to 2011. I've gotten to know uh, his parents. I've gotten to know Daniel's family uh, over the over the many years, and uh, it's great to uh, be part of this, and I really appreciate Daniel asking me to um, say a few words to introduce uh, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is a, a, a beautiful book. Uh, what can we say? I mean, every book of the Bible is wonderful and valuable. Every book of the Bible, of course, is divinely inspired and uh, the inerrant, infallible Word of God. But, you know, uh, Isaiah is a unique book. It's the third longest book of the Bible. Um, It's, uh, you know, uh, only Psalms and Jeremiah are longer than Isaiah. And Isaiah is one of the most cherished books uh, uh, by Christians. Christians love the book of Isaiah. Um, Chapters like chapter 6, the calling of Isaiah. Um, Chapter 9, uh, prophecy about Christ, uh, a passage often quoted around Christmas time. Um, Isaiah 40, uh, the great promises about waiting on the Lord. Uh, Isaiah 53, the great prophecies about uh, the suffering servant and the uh, substitutionary atonement of Christ. These are these are passages that Christians are very familiar with. Um, Christians love to uh, read those texts around Christmas time and Easter time. But there's also um, something about Isaiah that is uh, mysterious uh, to us. There are long stretches of the book of Isaiah that are really unknown to Christians. And a study of the book, uh, such as this one, is going to be very valuable because it gets us to really think more deeply about Isaiah and gets us more deeply into the content of Isaiah. New Testament authors, uh, particularly Paul, quote from Isaiah, and uh, consider Isaiah uh, uh, of special importance because of the many prophecies about Christ that are found in the book of Isaiah. Prophecies about the incarnation, prophecies about the crucifixion and um, 
the atonement of Christ are, are deeply, deeply significant, and we see the New Testament authors quoting from Isaiah by name many times. Now, Isaiah comes, of course, to be called uh, to, to his prophetic office uh, at the end of Uzziah's reign, when, when Uzziah died. Uh, Uzziah, uh, has, uh, he, he dies probably around 740 B.C., and Isaiah is called into the prophetic ministry around 740, and he will prophesy uh, until about 7, 701. So for, for about 40 years, um, Isaiah will uh, serve as a prophet, uh, prophet of the Lord. Uh, he was probably quite young when he was called as a, as a prophet, as we see in chapter 6. Um, and the last, uh, the last prophecies of Isaiah we have probably in about 701, as I said. Tradition has it that he was martyred under the reign of Manasseh. Uh, the, the king of Judah, who was uh, the longest reigning king and also one of the most wicked kings in Judah's history. Now, just a, a few things about the, um, about the book itself. Uh, the book of Isaiah was generally received for almost 2,000 years as being a unity, uh, having one author, that is, the prophet Isaiah. But starting in about the 18th century, the late 18th century, um, biblical scholars began to think that Isaiah might have two authors. Um, one author that would have penned chapters 1 through 39, and another author that would have penned chapters 40 through 66. And this view has become a prominent view today. In fact, if you look at a lot of, uh, a lot of biblical scholarship, uh, there are a lot of biblical scholars that think that there were two authors in Isaiah. But the problem with this view is that um, uh, the Jews always accepted Isaiah to be the sole author of the book of Isaiah. Also that the church um, always believed that Isaiah was the singular author for about 1,800 years without any question. But the re one of the reasons for this is because of the style, style of chapters 1 through 39 compared with the style of chapters 40 through 66 uh, is, is different, palpably different. The, the emphases are different. So chapters 1 through 39 uh, seem to be focused mostly on judgment, broadly speaking, and chapters 40 through 66 seem to be focused mostly on comfort and hope. And that is true. Um, really, chapters 1 through 35 focused on oracles of judgment and doom. Chapters uh, 36 through 39 are a transitional section, really dealing with history. And then 40 through 66 focus on the coming of the Messiah, focus on uh, the promises of uh, an eschatological hope. Uh, there is something to uh, that observation, that there are these distinct theological and stylistic differences. But having said that, um, having kind of acknowledged those differences, the case for the unity of the book of Isaiah is a lot stronger. Um, most, mostly because of theological reasons and also stylistic reasons. Um, for example, um, Isaiah is completely in awe of God. And when he writes about God, uh, you see he, he emphasizes God's sovereignty, God's holiness, 
and God's hatred of sin, particularly the hatred of hatred of pride and idolatry. And these emphases on the doctrine of God are found from chapter 1 all the way to the end of chapter 66, all the way through. And also you see some stylistic elements. Um, you see analogies that the author uses from uh, chapter 1 through 66, such as the analogy of the burden bearer, the analogy of the branch uh, or the shoot, and then most importantly, uh, Isaiah's title for God is the Holy One of Israel. And it's a title that only Isaiah uses. And Isaiah uses the Holy One of Israel 25 times in the book of Isaiah, 12 times in Isaiah 1 through 39, and 13 times in Isaiah 40 through 66. These kinds of things demonstrate that Isaiah is the author, the singular author of, of this book. There's other things that are interesting theologically about the book of Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah stresses in his, in his oracles the, the wickedness of sin and the glory of God. He also emphasizes, and of course, as we, as we know very, very, very well, that Isaiah prophesies. He looks ahead to the coming of the Messiah, but not just the coming of the Messiah, but also other events in Israel's history. For example, he prophesies about the return of the people of Judah from their exile in Babylon back home, back to uh, the Promised Land. He prophesies uh, about this event in um, chapter 35 and also in chapter uh, 40. Um, he is, um, his prophecies about Christ are very specific. Uh, he prophesies about the incarnation, the birth of Christ in Isaiah 7 and the, the virgin birth of Christ specifically. He prophesies about um, the ministry of the Messiah, what he will do, what the Messiah will come to do. He will come to teach, he will come to lead uh, the people of God, and of course he will come to take their sins upon himself. And we see that, of course, in Isaiah 53. And we also see prophecies about Christ in the second coming of Christ. We, we particularly see Prophecies about eschatology occur between chapters 60 and 66 at the end of the book. So Christ, uh, the coming of Christ, the ministry of Christ, and the future exaltation of Christ are prominent themes in uh, Isaiah and things to look for, things to be aware of. So these are just a few things I would say to introduce uh, Isaiah to you. I know that Daniel is going to do a fantastic job walking through uh, the, the chapters of this book, but those are a few things I would say to introduce the, the book. Um, I, I, I pray that you would enjoy this text, this book, this wonderful book of the Bible, and that the Lord would use it in your lives to sanctify you and to grow you up in faith and in knowledge and obedience. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com.